0: Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. You're listening to episode 32, Bringing the Romance Back welcome and hello everybody thanks for being here as always i almost just recorded another episode not on my podcasting microphone so i'm glad i caught myself and switched us up uh to the correct microphone right as i started recording how's your week going (laughs) i hope that uh, i hope that this finds you as well and taken care of as can be couple housekeeping things. If you'd like to support this show, the best ways to do so are to rate and or leave a review on whatever platform you're using to listen, which helps more people find it. And if you want to help folks find it by uh, sharing on social media or by word of mouth, I am incredibly grateful for that as well. And grateful to share this space with you full stop. So we will create a shared space together by going into our traditional opening ritual of singing the sound of Om one time. Om is the sound of the universe. Uh, Philosophically, uh, the idea is that it is the sound that contains all other sounds. So as we sing it or even listen to it, because you can do this by singing out loud with me or just listening. But as we do that, it's like we kind of zoom out a little bit and expand our capacity for awareness. Um, kind of get out of the the day today and the thoughts and the small things and um, cre- uh, and ask for a more expanded um, open perspective. So that's how we create the space together for this podcast. So if you're coming along with me, you might get your body into a comfortable position. You might close your eyes. You might just soften your gaze by looking down the tip of your nose or gazing toward the floor. You might take a breath in through your nose if nostril breathing is available to you today. And let it all go through the nose. Clear some space with your breath. And then take an inhale for one sound of om. Oh. Thank you for joining me in that practice. And now we'll go into this week's discussion. And we're talking about romance. (laughs) We just had Valentine's Day. We just had the full moon, the February 2022 full moon at the time that I'm recording this. So there is romance in the air uh, in a lot of different ways, some of which are kind of um, like... Traditional, right? The the classical, the cla- classical, the classic ideas of you know what love is and partner love and valentine's candies and all of that um and you know just the mysticism of the full moon the way that you know we as humans have this celestial body in the sky that we can just look up at and sometimes be just um overtaken by the beauty of it all or at least that's me (laughs) i don't know if you feel that way but there's something romantic about the the swooning over the moon so that is in the air right now Um, and i didn't necessarily necessarily plan to talk about romance because of those things but uh this this topic came to mind and it just so happens that we're in a time where those um concepts are kind of swirling for for all of us or a, a lot of us it seems so it starts with me driving which so much of what my um spiritual learning uh, starts with uh, is driving. Because for some reason, I just get more insight while I'm driving. I don't know what that's about. But I was driving around the other day and listening to music and the sun was out. I was driving through a beautiful part of Atlanta, which is, you know, even though I live a little bit outside of Atlanta, I do so much in Atlanta, I consider it, you know, my city. I've lived adjacent to Atlanta all my life. So I'm like, driving through my city and it's a beautiful, Beautiful day and the music's on and there is a version of me that would be just swept up in the goodness of a moment like that and really feel in the depths of my heart the, the beauty and the wonder of just being able to drive around through my city on a beautiful day listening to music. And there was still a part of me in this particular moment I'm referring to that felt that way, but it didn't quite feel like it reached the deepest part of my heart like it would have in the past and it almost felt like I had to really try to feel that rather than um, rather than it just being a a naturally occurring um, experience and as I realized that I became a little bit sad um, and a little bit yeah just sad <laughs> thinking about that because Um, it's something I've been feeling for a while. I, I've, it's that, you know, the other day that I'm talking about, this wasn't the first time that I noticed this, but it was kind of the first time I was able to understand it a little better. And I realized, you know, I, and we are in, we're, we're going into year three of a global pandemic. We are going into year like seven of a lot of uh, social and political turmoil and divisiveness and unrest in our country if you live here in the US like I do we've been through a lot and the the reality at least for me is that it's just not as easy for the world to feel like a beautiful Um, wondrous place. It still does. I'm not saying those moments are gone, but it's not as easy for those moments to come up for me, Um, especially the simple ones like driving in the car on a beautiful day, listening to music. The world sometimes, and in some ways, feels like uh, a harsher, scarier place (laughs) than it did before, and so it doesn't come quite as naturally, at least right now, uh, to feel those moments and I, I say at least right now because I absolutely have hope that as we continue to uh, move forward and as life continues to unfold um there will be time to integrate all of these difficult experiences and process them. And then um, the the ease with which I feel beauty and wonder might return a bit or come back in a different way. But for right now, it's not as easy. And as I really realized and put into words for myself that this is what my experience is while I was driving the other day, what what came up for me was this this assertion, this idea that like, I miss the romance with life. I miss the romance with life. And again, that's not to say that I never feel it. There are still moments when I experience wonder and beauty and just um, an ease of feeling good and and sweet in my life. It still happens, just not as natural. And I miss that. I miss the the ease of romance with life. And I named that for myself. And in naming that, it feels like the universe or life or spirit or my teachers or my guides or God or whatever you want to name it, whatever I want to name it, it feels like that, that force uh, that's bigger than me uh, said, okay, I hear you. Um, because things have been sort of lining up in a synchronistic way ever since I named that for myself. And my understanding is that when synchronicities happen, when um, seemingly unrelated but similar events continue to pop up, um, it's a it's an information right it's it's a message or it is um, just information that we are, um, that something's going on, right? Whether it's good, bad, neutral, anything in between. It's just information that something's up. And so this these synchronicities have been happening. And Uh, Last night, I was taking a class with my spiritual teacher, Swami Jayadevi, who is a urban yoga monk at Kashi Atlanta Ashram here in Atlanta. Um, She teaches a a spiritual growth and meditation class every Wednesday night where she spends a little time uh, talking about, um, you know, the spiritual path and yoga philosophy and teaching, and then she uh, leads a really deep meditation. And... I was at that class last night, and as we all were getting settled in, uh, some of us were in the room, all wearing masks, some were on Zoom, as is life right now, but as we were all settling in, this really hilarious thing just happened and I don't think it's relevant what the hilarious thing is because it really is one of those like you had to be there moments but it just uh some things unfolded with two beautiful and beloved members of our community and I just laughed out loud because watching it happen was so funny and so joyous and it just happened that I was the only person other than my spiritual teacher who saw what happened. And so I just laughed out loud, like my high pitched, like, <laughs> like in the middle of this big, like vaulted ceiling room full of people and no one else saw it. So it was just me. And for a second, it's like, oh gosh, that's fun. But then my teacher looked at me and she said, oh, I'm glad you saw that too. Um, and we got to share this moment of laughter about it. And I, e- even as she settled us in and continued to talk to us and started to prepare us to sit uh, quietly and in stillness for meditation. The the sense of laughter and joy was just huge in my body, in the center of my chest. I just couldn't stop feeling it. And even as she was guiding us into like closing our eyes and taking some breaths and getting ready for meditation, I was having a hard time not continuing to burst out laughing because the joy of that moment was continuing to just land in my heart. Um, And of course, I did my best to come to my breath and stay with my teacher because You know, there would have gotten there. It would have become at at a certain point, it would have been me kind of holding on to a past moment and not being present. So I did my best to stay present. But I really as we went into meditation and I still felt this joy, I, I received it as a gift um, something that life had sort of orchestrated for me, um, to, and, and that my teacher had gifted to me. Um, it was a gift of joy that I got to have. I got to let myself have that joy. Um, and as I settled in for meditation, the, the, the message that sort of found its way into my consciousness was, you know, just play, like, let yourself play. Um, and that was one of the big synchronicities, because I had not said this out loud to my teacher. I thought about writing to her about how I was, you know missing the romance with life, but I hadn't done it yet. I still haven't. Um, but somehow, <laughs> life orchestrated for me this moment where I got to share just unbridled joy and laughter with my teacher, and I received it as a teaching of play. Let yourself play. In your meditation, play. In life, find the moments to play, and as I think about um, bringing back the romance with life, because um, I have agency, I'm owning that I have agency in in um, cultivating this romance, not just you know letting life happen to me. I can cultivate this sense of romance with life that I'm missing. Um, the teaching is just is play, and when I think about that, I think about the fact that play. In a time that is so serious and so heavy and sad, play is pretty revolutionary. And we get to have that, right? Like in that moment where I kept feeling the joy when I was sitting with my teacher and um, I, I was saying to myself, let yourself have that. That's a real thing, right? Like when we let ourselves have play, and sweetness, and lightness, and joy in a world like this, that matters. And I don't think it is a bypass. It can be, but I think when we're really intentional about it, I don't think it's a bypass. I don't think it's um, inappropriate or like not being in touch with the reality of the world. It's being so in touch with the heavy reality of the world that we choose to just take those moments of joy and lightness and play where we can get them. So I, I received that real gift uh, in meditation and practice with my teacher of just let yourself play, and then I was you know on social media this morning as we do as we are, um, and someone that I'm dear friends with shared a reel shared a video of um, Alan Rickman, a beloved uh, actor who passed away a few years ago, best known in my universe as Severus Snape. Um, it was a video of him speaking. And I don't know what the context is. I don't know where he was speaking, who he was speaking to, or what he was speaking about. But this is what he said This is not reality. It's a romance. So take a breath, enjoy it. It's for you. This is not reality it's a romance. So take a breath. Enjoy it. It's for you. And I didn't even, I just loved the sentiment itself and was very struck by it. But it took me maybe a couple hours to connect that this could be a continuation of whatever life is teaching me about romance. This is another message I've received. Um, And as I discussed with my friend that had shared the post originally about what we thought it meant, She talked about how she just received it as a message that, you know, all of life is a romance with the divine, with the sacred, with life itself, whatever you want to call it. And every experience is made to romance us. Everything is for us. And as I think about that in the context of the moment that I had at at my, um, you know, my practice center and with my teacher, I'm just struck by the resonance um, that, you know, I've been wanting and and yearning for a romance, more romance with life in these heavy times. Um, And these circumstances unfolded where I got to have this moment of divine, powerful joy with my teacher. And that moment was for me. This romance of life is for us, is what I'm learning through this. And as I saw that quote from Alan Rickman, I was also reminded of lyrics from one of my other beloved teachers, uh, one of my first teachers of mindfulness before I even knew what it was when I was just, um, you know, he, receiving his music from my first boyfriend in high school in like 2010, Trevor Hall, who is a beautiful musician and artist and, um, bhakti, right? A, a devotee and just, a, a, a powerful walker of the spiritual path. Um, and on his latest album in and through the body, he has a song called great storm clouds and the lyrics uh, I'm referring to say treat it like a weight, Or treat it like a never-ending dance. All the laughter, all the tears are just a part of the romance. Treat it like a weight or treat it like a never-ending dance. All the laughter, all the tears are just a part of the romance. And even saying that out loud to you, and sharing it in the context of the other, um, you know, teachings that have been moving about as I as I work with this particular uh, idea, even just saying it out loud, I feel like a lightness and a sweetness and a dreaminess. <laughs> and I wonder if you feel that too, as you as this all lands, because um, even though. You're listening to it at a different time that I'm recording it. The, the energy, the Shakti. Um, I've been taught that Shakti, which is spiritual energy, is a living thing. It's an embodied thing we can feel. And it translates across, you know, electronics and time and space. So I wonder if you feel that also. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just curious because curiosity feels like it's part of the dance, part of the romance. And when I say I feel that dreaminess, I don't think that means we got to lean so far into the dreaminess that we get ungrounded, that we get spacey. Uh, The fact that it's a dance implies that there are kind of two sides to everything. There's a balance for it all. We got to, you know, keep our feet on the earth. We got to live in the world and be present to the reality that's in front of us. But we can treat it like a weight or we can treat it like a never ending dance. So out of curiosity about what that means, the, the dancing, the playfulness, the joy, the romance, let's take that into some practice. This is the, the time on the Awareness Offerings podcast where we go into uh, some seated meditation practice. And so if this is not an ideal moment for you to do that, if it's you know not safe for you to close your eyes or you're doing something, this would be a good time to pause and come back. If you're coming along right now, I'll invite you to find your way to a comfortable seat. And a comfortable seat is any seat. As long as you can sit with your spine long and upright. So long, because the spine is the center line of the body. It's where our nervous system is housed, where our energy moves. And so there is a fluidity and an openness when the spine is long, upright, just because it helps to stay awake when we're trying to do consciousness practice, though if you need to fall asleep, I will never have any judgment for that. But you come into whatever seat, whatever seat at all, allows you to lengthen your spine, whether that is kind of the classical seat of, you know, cross-legged on the floor, on a cushion, or blanket, or you're in a chair, or your back's against the wall, or you're on your bed, long and upright in the spines, all you need. And as you find that position, I'll invite you to pull your shoulders backward and press them down so that you create a lift in the center of your chest and you create an open-hearted posture for yourself, which is really all you need, both for meditation and, I think, for this dance of life. Then you might begin to settle in. You might close your eyes or you could gaze down the tip of your nose Or gaze at the floor. Just softening your external vision so that the focus moves to the internal world now. And you get to touch into how you are and how you are experiencing your life in this moment. Beginning to establish presence. You could use the tool of your breath to establish presence the breath is life moving through you right here and now so you might notice as the breath moves in and then out through your nose and already it's a dance it's a rhythm it's open Your breath might not feel like the most open thing for you, though. So you could also choose to put your attention elsewhere. You could choose to listen to a sound that you can hear right now. You could choose to notice a sensation you feel, like the feeling of your clothes on your skin or your tailbone on the earth. Just directing your awareness to what's happening right now, whether that's through the breath or through any other present moment phenomenon. As a way of giving yourself permission to be here for just a few moments to put down the heaviness, the seriousness. And allow yourself just a sweet moment. Doesn't mean the heaviness and serious aren't seriousness aren't real. We just give ourselves a moment to not have to berate ourselves with them so that we can engage with them from a conscious place when it's time to pick them back up again. So as a practice for inviting play, as a way of engaging with the romance that is life, this is going to be a little visualization meditation. If for any reason visualization is not the practice for you, stay with your breath and let that dance just dance with you throughout this practice. But as you feel your way into the present moment, take a moment to invite a little wonder and curiosity by imagining who you are in your very essence. And this is an invitation to get very playful. Last night as I was meditating with my teacher, she had us meditating on the image of the full moon And I ended up kind of seeing myself in the sky with the full moon behind me, sitting on a cloud, dressed in silvers and sparkle. And I was this celestial being. Um, I'm named for Tara, the Tibetan Buddhist goddess of compassion, who is also the goddess of the night sky. Um, So I felt like I got to be playful and embrace this magical part of who I am by feeling and seeing myself as this uh, playful, celestial woman. So I'm inviting you into something similar here, but it doesn't have to be my thing. <laughs> um, you know, I I felt most playful and magical and... Um, just it's hard to put it into words but it's it's a feeling but i felt that the most by by feeling my way into myself as as a as a star in the sky essentially but i'll take i'll, I'll invite you to take a moment to invite curiosity and wonder and sweetness by asking yourself okay what who am i when i am in my very essence and i'm playful and i'm fun and I'm allowing myself the imagination. Who and, and where am I? What is that for you? And you're m- one of my, my, my teacher's teacher, my, my teacher's master teacher and the master teacher of my yoga lineage, Majaya, would sometimes say first thought, best thought. So whatever instinctually comes, you get to trust that. As you think about, you know, what would you look like? Where would you be? Who would you be? Who are you at your essence as a playful uh, being? And something I've been taught about the the Hindu vision of the divine, of the sacred, which has deeply influenced the practice of yoga, um, is that the divine is seen as playful and spontaneous and delighting in itself just for the sake of itself, coming to know itself just for the delight of that. Uh, So, you're kind of asking for that in you. What version of you makes you or puts you in touch with that self delighted, spontaneous, playful version of you? And once the awareness of that has arrived for you, go there. If you're in the sky, be there. Envision the clouds and the stars. If you're in the jungle, Smell the earthy smells and see the dirt and leaves. If you're in the water, feel the cool rhythm of liquid. See the colors of marine life. Wherever you are, see it, feel it, smell it. Give yourself that, that wonder and play and curiosity. You might stay connected to your breath or to your present moment experience as you do this so that it is grounded in The now, even though it's imagination and wonder, it's an experience, an embodied experience you are having of wonder and curiosity and play. And once you're familiar with the surroundings and this visualization of where you are as this playful divine being, see yourself. What do you look like? It could look similar to your physical appearance now. It could be completely different what colors are you adorned in? What are you wearing? Are you sparkling? Are you matte? <laughs> to see yourself in this playful, divine space and allow yourself to see yourself in this in this kind of um, mirror of meditation. And just breathe it in and out. See yourself as a, as a creature of beauty, surrounded by the beauty of the location that you are visualizing and receive that. Let yourself have that. And then eventually as you breathe and visualize this scenario, this scene, and you in it, you start to just imagine the solidity of your physical form. Not the physical form you're sitting in now, but the physical form of you in this visualization you're doing. Imagine it kind of dissolving a little, becoming a little more transparent So now the form of you is a part of this beautiful scenery that you've envisioned yourself in. Almost like you're wearing it like a cloak. So that the sort of the I and the me dissolves a little and you just get to be a part of it all, a part of the beauty of this life. the wonder, as you feel yourself a part of it, maybe you allow yourself to be wooed and romanced in that dreamy space. from this place take an inhale at the crown of your head kind of gathering in the dreaminess the wonder the sweetness and exhale send it down your spine you might use your creative imagination to do that and into your tailbone and again inhale at the crown of your head gather in the beauty and the wonder. Exhale it all down your spine. Let the breath travel down your center line and into your tailbone. And again, breathe in at the crown of your head. Gather it in and exhale the energy of this meditation down your spine, into your tailbone, and this time go beyond your tailbone. Send the energy down into the seat you're sitting on. You can keep breathing, but keep sending it down into like the floor and foundation of the building you're in. And then all the way into the earth. Just breathe your awareness deep into the earth to take the dreaminess and ground it a little bit. Then inhale the, the energy up from the earth, up your spinal column, right into the center of your chest. And exhale in your heart. And let your awareness just rest at your heart for a moment. You can let the visualization go. You can even let the awareness of the breath go. And just rest in simple heart awareness. Feeling what you feel in the dance and romance of this life. And take a breath in at your heart let the breath go and then you can begin to blink your eyes open move your body around just coming back into the the life space from the space of meditation but i'll invite you to keep your awareness at the center of your chest at least for a few moments Just holding the intention of the wonder, the sweetness, the romance that you remembered your way back to through a playful meditation. It's almost like you kind of, you made a deposit, as my teacher would say, in the bank of the romance with life so that you can draw on that as you move through the world. Thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me. You can find me on social media at Lara Tara, L-A-U-R-A-T-A-R-A, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram.